0: Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery free in terms of supply. See McDonald's.com.
1: The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. injury time, injury time, injury time. Knockout takes, Almuvia saves, knockout follows in, Almuvia saves again.
0: Scratch your eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Colt.
2: And I'm Peter. So
0: it's that happy time again where everybody goes,
2: Oh, there's a new not scratch your eyes podcast. Oh fuck, it's the finance one, and turn it off about here. (laughs) If if you are one of those people, go and have a nice day, and we thank you very much. In the meantime, last Friday, 31st of March, you will have seen in the happy days prior to Harry Potter buses and not fucking turning up at Kenilworth Road, let's put you in a good mood straight away, eh? The club (laughs) released the financial statement for basically the term between 2021 and 2022. So our, our premiership stay under cisco wonderful ranieri and wonderful roy so it's that season that we're talking about it's practically you know already a year ago so a lot of people will be going okay so how does that work out now well this is gonna i think pose a number of questions that when we get to the q a or whatever it's going to be called you know the the gino kind of meeting one of the things we're going to need to cover is finance and in in my estimation and i've i've said in private conversations and also I've said it on the spaces my thoughts are if we're going to get into talking about private commercial information before it's potentially released to get more updated stuff we're not going to be able to stream it and that's one of the reasons why and here's sort of why heads down for a full house I'm going to take you through everything so if you remember I'm going to reference a few bits from last year and I'm also going to reference a few bits from the year before because that was a premiership so in some ways you want to know where things are from last year but last year was or the last year prior to this was championship we want to see how it was in comparison to the previous premiership year as well so there's some good things and there's some things which are somewhat curious we'll get into those first of all The turnover, if you remember last year, we went from 120 million turnover in 2020 down to 57 million, because basically the loss of TV revenue, it fell off a cliff. Our TV revenue last year was worth 87% of our total revenue, thoroughly dependent on it. This year, we've gone up to 128 million, okay, for the, for the year ending 2022. So we went back and a little bit above in terms of revenue. So revenue is all the monies that are coming in, but those are broken down into a couple of categories. If you remember, we talked about wages previously, and we talked about one of the metrics that a lot of people take a look at is the wages as a percentage of the turnover. So in terms of all the money we were bringing in, if you remember last year when we spoke about it, 2020 we were looking at 80% of our turnover 80% of the money coming in going out to players and other staff but principally let's be honest players so literally you bring in a pound 80p of it is already going off on, on the way out the next year 2021 during the pandemic it was all pandemic affected that came to 119 percent because of course people couldn't get in the grounds there was no commercial revenue so literally Gino and Scott had to go and find 20p for every pound we made just to cover the losses it was colossal the last year we've had and it was a miserable bloody year and we finished 19th it we bought it down to 61 percent of that revenue okay that is a really good thing Right. Despite the fact that we finished 19th and it was fucking miserable. I get that from everybody. The previous premiership one, we finished 19th and it was 80 percent of the revenue we had. So the figures had previously been 96 million. It came down to 78 million this year in the year in between. It came down to 65, but that was in the championship. It's not really comparable, but it went up a little bit. But it stayed, you know, as a trend trying to get that under under control is a huge metric. So whilst it's been horrible on the football side, and a lot of people will be going, quite rightly, well, if we'd have spent 70 or 80%, might have we had a better results and stayed in the premiership? Interesting point. But in terms of good husbandry and management, we're talking from finances here. So that that's a that's a good thing in this particular instance. You've started with a positive. I like that. Trust me. I'm gonna correct that. So there is <laughs> there is a, there is another uh, item which is called other operating expenses. Now I never like the word other when it comes into things, but it's always been there and it's basically the operating costs of the business, supposedly. So in 2020 that was 29 million, 29 million seven hundred and thirty-six thousand to be precise. L- last year the operating the operating expenses were twenty-seven million six hundred and sixty thousand. This year They've gone up to 44,247,000. That is a leap of some 16 million pounds in other operating expenses, not the wages, other operating expenses. This is going to be, I would suggest, the first question for ask, you know, uh, uh, Palacci Gino. Uh, let, let's talk to us, Gino. Let's understand how have we jumped stratospherically from a figure of upper, upper 20s there was, there was, I've looked back at the, the number of, you know, how this has gone since the Pothos have been with us, and it's always gone sort of mainly in one direction, but it's peaked out at about 30 million. Suddenly, suddenly 50%
0: increase in that. That's an
2: interesting thing, and we'd really like to
0: understand why. So, if you look... Traditionally, or, what comes under other expenses? What sort of things could be coming under other expenses? It is literally
2: any other operational expense, uh, expenses beyond wages salary okay okay so for those of you who are already ahead of me one question could be if you saw if you saw recently we saw the agency fees in the championship come out and we were i think second we're about 4.4 million last year we were about 12 million
0: right okay
2: kind of kind of similar sort of numbers i'm not saying that that's the case it may well be accounted for in a different way so I'm not saying it is, but is. I'm saying there's a very big jump in terms of numbers there. What have we done? How have we operated differently? Also, don't forget, this is going back to 2021 to 2022. Cost of living crisis, which also, in fairness, you know, uh, businesses have to have, hasn't come into play yet. This isn't a leap because the gas expenses have gone up. There is something that has gone on here that we'd, we'd, like, we'd like to inquire about and understand. Now, it might not be something that the club might want to talk about. And they couldn't, certainly couldn't talk about the future things if we're recording it. That's why I'm thinking there may be some element of getting a, a little bit more information out of, out of Scott and Gino where they can kind of share a little bit more about what's going on and going forward than if we just put the cameras on and all we do is get a politician's answer. Make sense? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. People, people will agree or disagree. You then have amortization. Amortization is basically like, like depreciation. And we'll we'll get into a little bit of that effectively what it's saying is you know your house if you haven't done anything to it it's going to depreciate o- over time we are talking including such things as players and we're going to get into more of this and of course their contracts run down how you value the, the a player is what his potential value is but also over the length of his contract um uh, and and his age and his resale value so if you go 12 months on you can get a large level and we consistently do do get this uh, we had an amortization reduction of 29.6 million previously it'd been 30 and 39 previously so there's nothing there to look at it's just one of those things that come in and then we have uh, another income item but it's very very small we had a we had three million last time very very small item what it winds up to though is here we are and this is probably the biggest headline in the first instance here we are looking at the operating profit and loss have we made money being in the premiership you know the land of milk and honey and all of that no we've made a loss of 24 million pounds in the year at that point Now, we haven't dealt yet with player sales, okay? But it's a bad enough thing to have an operating loss of 24 million. Now, let's put that into perspective. Previous year in the premiership, it was 45 million. It was actually 45.7 million. So actually, you could look at that and go, well, 24 million, that's not as bad. It's still, you know, we need to recoup. And it's disastrous when you look at last year, which was 69, nearly 70 million loss You can't continually make losses. How do we trade our way out of losses being a relatively small club? We sell players. However, last year, if you remember, we had that 70 million loss, we sold about 55 million pounds of players. I keep saying last year, the the year before last, the year before, if you're thinking yeah. about this. Yeah. yeah. So in this particular instance, we have made a profit on sales of 15.3 million pounds. Okay. Now that that included, and they called it out, Hernandez, Cucho. If you remember, Cucho was a very early and kind of unpredicted sale. Yep. If, if you recall, yeah, went yeah. To Columbus crew. Yep. Who, who went, yeah, we'll have him. We're still playing the season. So he went off, and we went, that's kind of odd. Why is this? We had Giretta come out with the biggest load of old bollocks. I mean, and let's face it, that man has a long parade of big <laughs> fucking bollocks. He, he people, does, right? <laughs> whenever, whenever he bothers to, talking about oh, homegrown players and why it makes sense and why it makes sense. And then he went off and signed two foreign players. Made no sense at all. What does make sense is is that you know they had to basically bring this in within june because this is operating through till the end of june 2022 yeah that's when they, they, they told him in that window because they could shift him on we couldn't sell emmanuel dennis because Forrest was still on still on holiday nobody does anything till july Saar so was still going to be in talks with villa until well the season had got going so when we were talking about well why have you signed that because it, it didn't make sense a lot of people will have seen the um the, the the video and the documentary of him talking it through he wanted away anyway fine we get it but that may well be why that was why that was pushed through so 15 million pounds worth of, of sales in that particular instance 55 previously 18 the year before that so it's a bit of kind of a down and up and down again then you get net interest charges which is again what you're going to get in terms of uh, you know your, your interest we'll get to that in a minute basically meant that we might we had a p l profit and loss account of a loss of 16 million pounds that term that That last premiership term yeah now if you recall last year we made a loss of about 22 million because we sold 55 million pounds worth of talent we haven't sold SAR, we haven't sold pedro you could argue that they've depreciated like you wouldn't fucking believe in the last few months and year but we didn't do that if we had have done the figures would have looked better but would we have been stronger arguably, well, looking at Saturday, probably yes, but who probably knows? Probably yes, I was going to say yes.
1: <laughs>
2: Absolutely. So let's get on to, I, I talked about the turnover at the start, that £128 million, pounds. what does that look like? And then we're going to get to a little bit about the interest And the debt, because that's what a lot of people will be concerned about. And I understand that. And it's reasonable because there's been lots of talk about, oh, we've got 38 million pound of debt. And that is just wrong. I'm sorry, it's just wrong. I'm going to try and give it to you in layman terms. I think more forensic uh, output about this will come out. I'm hopefully trying to explain this in ways that everybody can get and understand. So the turnover, 128 million, what's it made out of? Well, match day revenue back in 2021, if you remember, obviously, when we were in the, the championship, Nobody could get into the ground, so match day match day revenue dropped off a cliff. It had previously been seven and a quarter million. It went down last uh, that the 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 last championship season to one point five, or just just under one point six million. That season last came up to six point seven six. So, you know, basically, it's recovered. That that was that was good. We we bought that back up. It's a nice increase in terms of what what had been on previously, which had been pandemic affected. Good lovely great stuff the, the media and broadcasting and now this is an interesting one for me is the fact that in 2020 uh, in 2020 itself we'd had 95 million last year we only had 85 million now it may well be that in 2020 because it's year ending 2020 some of that may have been recurring revenue from the fa cup run and tv of tv rights when you're appearing on it but not as much media and broadcasting as you would expect to be when you're back into the premiership because we're all thinking oh that's going to go up exponentially or no because we'd had the we'd had the the, the previous year's total was just shy of 50 million even though we we're in the championship because we got the parachute payment if you recall we've now jumped back up it's gone up to about 85 so a nice increase but not staggering i would suggest Now we come to what I think is the really good news and and hats off to, I suspect, people within Scott Duxbury's team, okay, is the other element of it is called, it's commercial. It's basically, what are you doing to bring in, you know, non-match day revenue? What are you doing to bring in sponsorship? And this may be massively skewed by stake. If you remember, they came in that year because we, uh, sports bet, bio, or whatever they want went off. Suddenly, stake was plastered all over the shirt. Everybody complained about it. Everybody talked about obviously ethical sponsors, etc. And I get that, and I'm I'm not talking about that. I'm talking purely finance here. The last commercial revenue in the pandemic effective uh, affected championship year was basically four million. The previous year it was 17 million. So that, that had dropped off a cliff. Last premiership season, 36 million. I can't understate how important this is, right? Because in the same way as we're talking about, you know, when I said this is really important that we have wages. That are sort of in line with the turnover and we try yep. to drive that down yep. as a cost metric what this basically means is if we go back to last year of course we had we had very little revenue coming elsewhere we were 87 percent of our revenue was dependent on tv okay that's a that's big we then up the tv revenue in this year and what happened was it came down as a percentage of the turnover to 66%, because commercial had done a really good job and taken up to 36 million, nearly half the TV revenue. Suddenly, whoever's doing it is doing a good job. Well done. Well played. I hope it continues. Because that meant that that came under just under 30% of our revenue. Prior to the pandemic, it was about 14%. This is huge. This is genuinely, genuinely huge. We are a small club. We don't want to move away from Vicarage Road, but if you did move away from Vicarage Road, the one benefit you would get would be non-match day revenue and utilising it for businesses and conferences and sponsors and stuff. And you would see the commercial stuff grow. You see this with all the bigger clubs and the out-of-towners. That's why they principally do it. Even with our restricted parking, restricted space to do this, that's really cool. That's really, really good. So well done. Well done, somebody there. So that's really what you're looking at there. There was, as I mentioned there, there was another piece, but that was very, very small. That was about uh, 240,000. So let's get to debt. Let's get to take a look at at, at what people will be worrying about. So before we go into the debtors, let's just have a little look back to last year. If you recall, when we were talking about the total amount that was owed, one of the things that we'd referenced was that somebody on one of the spaces had said, they had heard, that we were paying £100,000 a week to cover interest on just on on all the loans at the time. And I don't know if you'll remember, but I've listened back to it. We turned around and said, well, we looked at it. Our calculation was that it was 146,000 a a week being paid just to cover interest. If we actually turn to the interest on here, the amount paid when we work it back in total was 728 million pounds of interest alone got taken out of the club think about it 128 million and pretty much close to 8 million is, is going out on interest alone to service the debt that works out at 140 thousand pounds a week so we weren't far off we weren't far off in terms of our estimation about that so that's uh that's that's a, a small pat on the back to us so let's have a look at the debt situation and also uh, a lot of people have said ah oh, we owe 250 thousand. Uh, or sorry, we wish, 250 million pounds of of debt. We've got 250 million pound of debt. That is not wrong, but it's also a little bit wrong because what you also have, you're owing that to to, to the term we call creditors. People, we have to, you know, they're they're in credit with us, but we've also got debtors, people who owe us stuff as well. Now, last year, we had debtors of 62 million or just under 63 million. And we had uh, a total number of creditors At 253 million and of course the balance of that being 190 million and then what we talked about was the fact that within these uh, accounting methodologies you it's basically separated into who do you have to pay in the next 12 months and then who do you have to pay thereafter, okay? It's just an accounting practice that that's done. That's how you kind of separate it out. And it allows you to look at one set of accounts and go, okay, what's the impact on next year? Last year, we had to pay for the following year's worth of balances, so to speak, uh, the difference between debtors and creditors, 138 million. This year, that has reduced to 91 million, okay? So, so the following year, which is now the year that we're in at the moment, they had actually improved that from 138 down to 91 million. Now, I don't know if you recall, but when Andrew French interviewed Scott Duxbury, one of the things Scott Duxbury had said was that we have reduced our total debt by 40 million. Now, that could mean a number of things in a number of places. And this is the first place where it could be, but I doubt it, because that looks really great. The problem is, is you've also got the beyond one year total. So one is urgent and the other is still bloody important. Previously, we were owing 52 million, after the next 12 months now we're owing 96 million so effectively what we've done is we've pushed out a lot of the stuff that would have been due in this year further away we're managing the debt it's good husbandry it's fine because in terms of that 253 million that came that's come down to 250 million the 62 million that we had debited or debtors has is about the same it's about 63 million so effectively we've kind of reduced the debt by by sort in terms of that area by about 3 million you know it's kind of it's slightly better and we've restructured the debt imagine you've got a home loan and you're out of work for a little bit you know and, and the the funds are tight you might agree with your mortgage provider that they're going to push out your mortgage payment for 6 months this is sort of the same thing realistically so it's been it's okay it's it's a good rebalancing to try to push things further away and bring the you know the debtor stuff the stuff that's owed to you bring that forward and that's another trend that we've seen this year that we'll touch on before we finish but it's still it's still an awful lot of cash that is owed and we're we're not far away from it so what we then have to look at is is a couple of questions a lot of people have said are we or we are technically Insolvent. Let me just explain what the definition is of insolvency for anybody who who doesn't know it. And and this is from you know from gov.uk. So this is the HMRC or the, the you know, tax and revenue kind of kind of guidance. A company is insolvent when it can't pay its debts. This could mean either it can't pay bills when they become due. That's the sort of thing when we talk about cash flow. I.e., we've got a million pound bill. We might have lots of stuff owed to us, but can we lay our hands on a million pound to pay it? When it's due, or it has more liabilities than assets on its balance sheet. Basically, do I owe more than actually everything is worth if I sell everything? So we get into a real malarkey here. This is kind of this is kind of oh my god territory. Sit down, people. I'm going to try and make this as simple as I possibly can. When we look at strap my seatbelt
0: on. Strap in.
2: Okay. When we have assets, there are two types of assets. There are intangible fixed assets. And tangible fixed assets, I roughly describe these as do they move, basically. Is it intangible? A player is intangible because what he's worth from one day to the next could vary greatly. Tangible assets are can I kick them and will they move? So the ground, for example, you know, items of plant and machinery, uh, leaseholds, things that are, you know, they're they're kind of solid in structure. So first of all, we'll talk about the intangible assets. For some reason, the the website is included in the list of this if you look at the accounts. <laughs> Why? I have no idea because I don't understand what the resale value is potentially of the club website. But I suppose if you sold it onto somebody, it's got a fixed value, then you might get that in terms of a sale. If the club went pop tomorrow, who's going to buy the fucking website? But selling on to somebody else makes sense. I kind of get it. I kind of get it. What we call player registrations is effectively how much are the players worth now there is a note on this and if you're looking at the accounts at any point this is under item number 11 i'll call out some numbers so if anybody does go want to go and take a look at these they are on the on the website which is worth about ooh, let's have a look 246 000, apparently if you go on there under club and under ownership you'll see then uh, a thing where it says Uh, AGM notices and financial reports you click on that and you have all the years cascade down you can have a look at it and you go to the 2022 report you'll see loads and loads of waffle and then you'll get to items which start to be numbered and we're looking at item number 11 here tangible assets will be number 12 but intangible assets first previously in 2021 we had intangible assets of 82 million i.e the squad was considered to be worth 82 million this year that is down to 64 and a half Million pounds. Now, there is an additional item because, as with all of these things, there's like little explanatory notes or additional pieces that mention on there where they say the directors consider the value of intangible assets to be significantly greater than their book value. Now, how these have been statistically derived at, not sure, but the directors have said no, they're worth a lot more than that because if you think about Yao Pedro and you think about SAR on a good day, bearing in mind this was written back in what June 2022. You'd go. You'd you'd hope to see possibly more than sixty-four million for just selling the two of them, let alone everything else that we've got. So it's contested, but in accounting terms, this is where they are, and that's that's what the value is. So it totals out our intangible assets at uh, just under sixty-five million. You could argue that it's more. You could argue after Saturday that it's considerably less. (laughs) Um, Enough enough about me talking about that.
0: This is Neil Cox. We do not scratch our eyes. Thank you very much to all the Watford supporters. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. (laughs) At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything. 24 seven 365 days of the year let's all take a moment to talk more than football
2: we then move to tangible assets now this is sort of um, you can decide if it's interesting or not the value of vicarage road was basically in 2020 the the company basically had vicarage road and the buildings and the ground valued okay because traditionally what happens is you get a valuation and then you apply effectively kind of depreciation Bit like amortization to it because over time you know and maintenance and wear and tear and the little thing things tend to reduce for accountancy purposes so periodically you will have it revalued we had it revalued back in june 2020 at 92 million the depreciation of that to last year to 2021 was 87.8 so that's what really 88 million and in this it's come down to 84.5 million You could have Vicarage Road revalued again you know three years on from the last time and it could come up potentially and then this would have an impact on all of the things that we're then going to go on to talk about in terms of the differences between our assets and how much we owe liabilities but anyway it's worth about 84 million there's some leasehold in terms of kind of leases and buildings uh, which is about four million there's plant and equipment basically all the fixtures and fittings within the within the uh, within the actual buildings itself so fixtures and fittings in terms of that is 1.67 plant machinery is 5.16 so that totals uh, there about 92 million there are also some additional and this is on item 12 and if you're if you're looking at it go over the page because it continues over the page where it also adds another freehold doesn't restrict us to what that's in respect of but it's about 40 million pounds again there's some stock items about 242 000, which then gives us a total assets of about 100 uh, tangible assets 135 million pounds okay so we've got 60, 65 odd in intangible and we've got 135 intangible okay so how do you derive remember how we are solvent or not and solvency is basically can we pay our bills and are we worth more than we owe the answer is we're not worth more than we owe technically we are insolvent and the reason is is because when I tally up everything and I included everything our tangible assets at 135. Our intangible assets. The amount that the debtors owe us, if you remember, 63 odd million. Mm-hmm. That that comes to 262 million. There is a note on under, one point, uh, under 1.2 where it says basically said our total amounts that we have are where are we? They 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 actually valued out was 241,852,000. So this I, I probably double counted a couple of items in there. Because they've said it's two hundred and forty one. Now, if you remember, we owe two hundred and fifty million. So there is about an eight to nine million pound deficit here, making us technically insolvent. Oh, that's however, great news.
0: as of however, as of the thirtieth of June 2022, correct? Yes. 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 In terms of
2: the accounts. However, however, <clears throat> if you can imagine it, obviously, the majority of companies are owned by other owners. Ben, you know, yep. beneficiaries and no more none more than than, than football clubs um, and I'm, I'm not going back to 1992 I mean it's always been the case there's been a local beneficiary who's who's basically kind of looked out for things and within 1.2 so it's quite a, a, earlier on I'm going to read this going to read this out um, for, for the larger part of this. The company's income over the next 12 months along with player disposals and continued support of the parent company is sufficient to provide the necessary working capital for the company and therefore it is appropriate to continue to adopt the going concern basis in preparing the financial statement. The parent company has confirmed that they will not seek repayment of the balance outstanding to them, I'll get to the numbers in a second, If to do so, would jeopardize the club's ability to continue as a going concern. The club's owner is committed to new investment into the business in respect of playing staff and in order to update facilities at the stadium. And the ultimate beneficial owner has entered into a financial commitment to financially support the company for the next 12 months. Now, that 12 months started last year. That's the agreement. This is the problem. This is the problem with it. It's not saying he's not going to carry it on. It's just... You know, from an accounting point of view, all they're worried about is to get into the next set of accounts. So what oh, you're saying? Doing this? What yeah.
0: you're saying is we're ten months into those twelve months.
2: Precisely. So you could be nervous because effectively the commitment made is for the twelve months, but that is always the commitment made on these things. So there's nothing yeah. to be read into that because you have to get to the next set of accounts, don't you? Yeah, exactly. That, that's that's yeah. the definition that they're looking to. That's what they are looking to to try to achieve. So anybody listening to this is going, Pete, get to the in debt would you because that's that's the, that's the, that's the worrying it's a bit whether we're fucked or not please
0: yeah
2: well well, we are in a way there there are still some questions and there's a big question to come here before i move on from from this page and obviously we're, we're trying to record this for audio and i appreciate it's a lot to, to to work out and work down with with people who are listening to this but trying to make it as simple as possible back in june 2022 On the 13th of June, precisely, because I've looked it up, the Watford Observer published an interview with Scott Duxbury, not come hell or high water. This is a different one, but it's it's probably more important, in which Andrew French, who is not a finance guru at all and as always stated as such talked about well what is the position that we're in debt and there was a number of things that were mentioned by Scott I'm going to read that I'm going to read some of those out in a minute for you but one of the things he said was Watford's debt has reduced by 40 million pounds you remember I mentioned that earlier on I do what the club does owe is being repaid over the long term as part of a payment plan and loans from owner Gino Pozzo will never be called in and loans from owner Gino Pozzo will never be called in. 13th of June, just remember that date. Hornets chairman Scott Duxbury wanted to make it very clear to fans that the club is not on the edge of a financial cliff or even close to it. That's Those Those are the words. I've got it, I've got it clipped here and just read them to you verbatim, albeit oddly. This is going to be important because when we get and talk to the debt, if you recall last year, and if you want to go and listen to it, it's a perfect cure for insomnia, as I'm sure will be this. Piece. I described the debt that we had as being in two different forms. I called it holding company, okay, so, i.e. The, the, the working holding company group have loans. This is Gino Pozzo, or the director's loans, into the club. And we were talking about how much they were. And Justin, you said, but he might not ask those, for those, Might he might not call those in. And we said, no, absolutely not. Otherwise, he could bankrupt the club. Remember what that statement was earlier on? He's not going to call those in if it's going to make the club go tits up. Not quite the same as never going to be repaid. So what we have is we have we have these working group ones and we also have external um, what I call structured or formalized debt. These are loans from external banks. Now, the one that people will all be familiar with and one that uh, Scott spoke about is Macquarie Bank who the Australian bank. And we're gonna get into that in a little bit of intricacy here. The difficulty is, is that when we now come to this and we get to see it is 25 million pounds has been paid back to Gino. Now, how does that tie in with the, these bills aren't gonna be asked to be gone back to Scott. And then on the next time we see the release of everything, 25 million pounds has been paid back to him. What has effectively happened here is we have seen a change in the structure of the overall debt. Okay. So previously we had loans from group, and what we had was 71 million pounds owed to within within the Watford FC group, Hornets Investment Limited is the company. 71 million or nearly 72 million was owed to them, and 66 million was owed elsewhere. And so we had this 138 million pound debt. That 138 has come down to 124. But something else has happened in the meantime. What's happened is the loans from group has been reduced to 46 and a half million or close to damn it, 46.66 million. And the other loans has gone from 66 million up to 77, okay? So Gino has taken some of his money out. First, you know, Fundamentally, that is what has happened. Now, it can be argued, and the reason why I said 13th of June, remember that date, was because we don't know whether or not Gino took that out before Scott was talking about it or after. Scott was probably not talking about it, thinking, well, Pete's going to read this And everybody else is going to read this thinking, well, I'm I'm sitting here with, you know, with the last balance sheet and looking at this one. And actually, it's changed materially. He may have already done this because Gino is the owner. Interestingly, he is not a director. If he decides to take it out, he takes it out. And there's absolutely sod all that Scott can do about it. OK, it's got to happen. So he's reclaimed it back. So has it reduced our overall debt? Yes. Is that a good thing? Absolutely. It is until we see where he's taking it from. We talked about there being a number of loans last year and I put together a very complicated table and I've got another complicated table here because different interest rates apply to different loans. Makes sense. If you recall, Scott mentioned a 50 million pound loan overall from Macquarie. It's not entirely accurate because here we have our 2022 balance sheet in terms of how much is actually owed. And of course, we know it totals 124 million. So to say we're looking at 50 million isn't accurate. But in that interview, Scott said, I don't have to worry about the stuff that's owed from Gino. It's a loan. He said there is holding company debt, which is basically loans from the owner. You can call it equity or whatever you like, but it's how all clubs operate. It's money that Gino has put into the club to fund transfers, stadium development, training ground development and so on. It's a loan from the owner. Is he ever going to call those loans in on himself? Never. If at some point in the future, the club is sold, then that debt is being paid back as part of the purchase price. It's a normal vehicle that is commonly used in business, not just in football. Gino put money in as a loan, which is what most clubs do these days. I don't even think about that holding company debt. I don't pay interest on it. I don't need to do anything with it. It's just owner funding. The only debt we have is 50 million to Macquarie Bank which is repayable over a long term and entirely sustainable. Our plan over the next two years is to get that figure, that debt figure down to zero. We have shown our intent by paying off the 40 million I referred to. Well, I don't know if you know any maths guys, but 138 million minus 124 million does not make, does not make 40 million.
0: That makes 14, I think, doesn't it? About 14. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. So, if if we look here and i'm showing the guys here but i want you to imagine it in 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 your mind we've got about 15 rows of various different loans at various different times some of them have been paid off okay here we had a 31 million pound loan that was was paid off and then it was consolidated as scott has said into a 50 million pound loan however these loans have different interest rates
1: Mm.
2: here is the interest loan that has had 25 million pound repaid What's that interest rate there, Justin? Yeah, that's 2.95%, Peter, yeah. Okay, Carl, here's the £50 million loan. What's the interest rate there? Uh, 5.35% to 8.43%. Right, so you, you pay off £25 million and it is the least expensive that we are paying it off at, okay? Now, I appreciate, this is Gino's money. There's no contest, he, it's his money. If, you know, if he's going to take it out, he's going to take it out. We can argue that actually, Scott, you kind of suggested that he wasn't going to do that, Scott could argue that he'd already done that. I was talking thereafter, and from these figures, okay, fine. If you if you recall, when I read out the statement from from Gino saying about that he 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 agrees he's not going to take this out, they actually reference the forty four, uh, the the, the forty four million pounds in total that that's there within within these different lines here, okay? Because there are some additional i items in there. It's not just the one uh, the one item that he has. We have varying different interest rates. Going from 2.95% up to 8.43. Now, Gino is not taking that money out. He might be utilizing it somewhere else. He might be looking at it and going, you know what, with Russia and Ukraine kicking off, interest rates going up, I'm better taking that money out of Watford, putting it in somewhere and earning, you know, eight or nine percent, and then utilizing making it work, sweat harder. That's fine. Mm. But boy, oh boy, is this a question for the for the, for the for the Ask Gina? Because we should we should really understand it. Why is it beneficial for the club as an entity to get fifty million pounds at between five point three five and eight point four three, which has to be paid, as opposed to the loan that was re- reducing it by twenty five million that was on two point nine five. Two point five nine five, yeah. If you're an investor, you're going to put your, your money where it can earn the most. So there's there's going to be a number of responses to this and they may be absolutely fair, but it's only right that we should ask about it. So it has improved, but Gino has taken some money back out. It's, it's his money. He can, he can quite honestly turn around and go, it's my money. It's got nothing to do with you. Fine. Does it mean that Scott was lying? No, it doesn't mean Scott was lying. Scott was talking about it at this point. Was it entirely clear that when he turned around and said we've paid off 40 million pounds of debt, that actually a whole host of that was actually paying it back off to the owner himself when you're actually implying in the in the wording of everything that you're talking with the interview that actually no he's not going to take that money out well actually he already has taken a whole load yeah. of it out it's not good communication and i would suggest that uh that, that andrew french will probably be going hang, hang on because that's not quite what we thought and it's, it's interesting that that that's come out so we have a whole host of different different items but if we look at all of just the structured debt alone it is 77.2 million pounds so it's not just 50 million quid that that is not 50 million that's not 50 million and that's all we've got to do that's even if we completely and utterly disregard the 46 to 47 million pounds sorry that is already owed within group undertakings at better rates etc it's not great it's not great but it means it's a very very good time to be talking to both the owner and the the ceo the chairman if you actually look at these accounts previously we've had rafael reaver he of forging santander letter we also had we also had uh uh, jani if you remember when he came in the two other directors on the board are non-executive directors okay they are Stuart timperley who's been basically is like the fucking ghost of watford football (laughs) club i mean he's been he's been there since since forever okay so he is there um, and, and a gentleman called, I'm um, oh, crying out loud, what's his name, Franson, um, who, who's also been there uh, for, for for a long time. They are what what are termed non-executive directors. Okay, so a board meeting at the moment is basically Scott sitting on his own in a room, uh, and if he wants advice, he can call in the non the, the non-executive non-exec. Neds, as they're called, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. right?
2: Because Gino is not a director. Gino He's- is the owner owner so what we are looking at is basically an owner negotiating with one man now some people have talked about could we get representation on the board Uh, good luck because you'd be doubling the size of the actual executive board if we could get them on as a non-exec yeah fine but some interface would be good but we have literally got the smallest permutation of board that you could have why do i want to have more board members ideally personally why and why do companies have more than one person doing it i mean if you're the chairman who who the fuck are you chairing Yourself. <laughs> well, I don't agree I, with you, but but actually, I do. I agree with myself. Oh, you could, in, in fairness if Scott turns up and says I'm in two minds about it, then fair enough, I get that. Um, <laughs> but but other than that, it, what's the point of having a chairman? You, you're what are you going to do? Basically, tell your inner monologue of Christ Almighty! Anyway. <laughs> So there is there is a range of of debt still there. It is 124 million. It comes down to the figure that I quoted earlier on if we just look at what Scott considers to be the structured debt that he is looking at on a, on a consistent basis. So we we shall see we shall see how how that how that goes how much is that totally i mentioned it earlier on about 77 million so one of the other things we talked about was whether or not these loans are secured or not secured and one of the things about these are they are secured all of these structured loans are secured against vicarage road so as somebody asked said why don't we own vicarage road you own your house mm. but your mortgage you still owe to the bank and it's the same bank. it's the yeah. same sort of thing but at the moment of course if we've got 120 Four million pounds of not just things being owed from an operational basis, but 124 million pounds worth of debt, and the ground is worth 80 to 90 million, as it was mentioned earlier on. It's a big mortgage. It's a big mortgage. You've also got to factor into this. We have just had a set of accounts here that we looked at when we were in the Premier League. We have reduced the cost base to the point whereby we were on 61% revenue and we still made an operational loss of 24 million and a complete trading loss of 16 what's the plan to pay this debt back realistically because if 124 or 128 million is your full turnover for the for a premiership year with reduced costs and you owe 124 million how much of that are you going to pay back each year it's a long can time can we borrow some money please well,
0: you've got to sell players. Yes. You've got to sell players, haven't you, is, is the other thing. Get the wages Yeah, players. Down. It, I mean, surely... Look, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not an accountant by any stretch of the imagination, and this has made me feel like I'm at work today, this podcast.
2: but <laughs> I apologise. Essentially... <laughs> We we need huge investment, don't we? And to one get, of the things uh, that states on this, is on that this current, Gino wants to do that. Yeah. Yeah. On this current situation that we find these accounts, yes, you know, you just mentioned the Premier League, but in our current situation, based on the TV revenue and everything else that's going to be lower, you know, we're 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 going
0: to be in a, in a a bit of bother at the next set of accounts. I I see. Well. I think the next set of accounts are going to have the sale of Dennis, aren't they? And yeah, true, true, true. and Hernandez. Or is Hernandez in this set of accounts? Hernandez is is in this. Right. So we sold Dennis for twenty-two million. Okay. Who else did we sell last year? We sold another Sissoko for a couple of million. If right. Harry the Hornet's not careful, he's getting flogged. Well, yes. Yeah. So, I mean But
2: if you remember, if you remember, everybody said the big plan was for either Saar or, you know, yeah. regrettably at the time, maybe Pedro, because Saar Saar's move went went uh, Shonky going to uh, going to Aston Villa. That's an issue. Mm-hmm. Final thing before before we before we wrap here, because I'm sure everybody's thrilled with listening to all of this. <laughs> One of the things one of the indications as to whether or not everything is working particularly well. Well, first of all, you can see we've already made a loss of sixteen million. Yeah. But last year, I mentioned to you that we were already two point three million not paid of interest owed already in those previous terms. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now this year, it's up to three point three million not owed, not not paid but owed. Now all almost almost all of that. Some of it is not is about seven about about three quarters of a million. On that 50 million pound item that Scott uh, talks about, we're three quarters of a million behind on that. Okay, we haven't paid it for for 2022 as we as we closed these finances back last July. The rest of it is actually linked to the the group accounts. So these might be things that actually Gino is still owed, which is like now it's gone up to three point three nine five million he might not take it there was there was talk about actually he's not taking the, the 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 interest that is technically owed to him but what we have seen is that he's reduced his exposure in that regard and what he's done is increase both the interest rate and the exposure under under macquarie because it's more expensive it's at least twice the interest rate you know or, or close to i should say uh potentially considerably more than so there's some really good things in here the commercial element the reduction of the wages um, is, and I appreciate people will be going, yeah, but what's the point of having reduced wages if the team is shit and we can't get up to the Premier League? We have to do this in a way that works for Watford, because if we keep going up and we just keep getting losses and losses and losses, we could be ending up going the way of, of Barry. You know, this this is this is a very it's a hideous watching brief. We're also technically insolvent. At some point does the club become worth less as a going concern to Gino than actually just going, sod it, I'll just close it because I'm not because it's because it owes more than it's worth. And don't forget, don't forget, Gino is the owner. Gino is not a director. So if he's closed it what quite is the attachment legally from the ownership anybody who's in law listening to it can tell us but his liabilities or his his the the laws that govern him are not the same as if you are a director because you have responsibilities towards that legal entity now this is painting a picture where actually on the face of it have we improved the overall debt yes Has it played jiggery-pokery? Have we bought, have we pushed debt further away and and reduced what we have to pay in this year here? Yes, this is all good husbandry. This is fine. And it could be redone again and redone again and redone again, but still we're technically insolvent. Still, we need to find a way to, to make profit in order to pay this off and make sure that it's a going concern. And if you're doing that and eking it out, it's difficult. You can also point to the fact that we only sold £15 million worth of players. We'd have sold other players in this year. We'd be looking at it and going, oh, isn't that great? Because we managed to sell Emmanuel Dennis early or what have you. So suddenly, oh, we've made a profit. Great. But we'd have lost those players and they won't be covering next year. Next year will be even more interesting than this. Last year was alarming. This one is a sort of a, okay. there's some things here and there's some things to ask. Gino's taken some money out. Commercial has improved no end we've rebalanced the, the the wages uh thing as we are even though we went went back up and interestingly when we did go back up and we we increased the wages by about 10 million think about the players who were there exactly as you just mentioned Emmanuel Dennis well he's now off the wage bill King he's off the wage bill Sissoko he's off the wage bill Danny Rose yeah <laughs> nice on well I mean... so there we there we go guys it's uh, in summary it's it's not great but it never was going to be but the big big concern for me is the fact that we are in the premiership we haven't made a profit we've made a 16 million pound loss gino has taken 25 million pounds out of the out of the, the thing so you do the math there
0: and we haven't sold that many players on it so there you go well done peter Well Well done done, for going through all of that. That's, um, yeah, very good work there. And, uh, yeah, explained marvellously. But, yeah, I mean, God, it's... it's, I, I can't imagine we're the only club that are... Going through this, oh, no. and, I, and I also think that they've very much banked on us going up straight away this season, and that hasn't happened. Yeah. If you read within
2: the, the first, th- and I would encourage people to go and read it, and also read some of the the narrative that supports it. Yes, absolutely, it was. We want strong performances. We want to buy players. We want to go straight back up. This is where we have to be. The question is, is how much of an emphasis is on half.
0: To be. Well done, Peter. Well done for going through that. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. I, I hope you're still awake and with us, and you found that <laughs> valuable. But people last year genuinely did enjoy it. <laughs> the... Well, no, listen, but... I'm still awake, so they must have. <laughs> last year, people did genuinely find value. Anybody oh, know. enjoyed it? Well, I don't know if they enjoyed it, but they found value in in this last yeah. year. So, um, hence... I don't know. it's definitely definitely value. Excellent. Well done. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll catch you all again very, very soon. You all. You all. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery free, In terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport, powered by fans.